Let's face it, living takes guts, and living a full life takes a lot of guts. Igniting Courage podcast is the place you can come to get a blast of courage from real people clawing their way through life just like you are. We'll talk about big courage and also about little daily courage. You'll hear people's opinions of how to build it and how to summon it up when you're about to barf in a planter and run away. So welcome. I'm glad you've got the guts to show up for this conversation. And I personally am igniting my own courage right now because I don't have everything fully baked for this podcast, but I'm doing it anyway because I've got an amazing interview with my friend Sarah to bring with you. I'm waiting on my music. I'm waiting on all the, the flashy stuff, but this is too good to wait. So introducing my conversation with Sarah Brown. She has been a professional photographer for the last 14 years and full-time for the last 11 years. Now, she moved exclusively to boudoir photography for the last two years. She is now an award-winning photographer who is the premier boudoir photography studio in northern Michigan. She is passionate about changing women's lives through photography. She empowers them through the lens of her camera, showing them beauty that can't be seen with their own eyes. She gives women confidence by showing them that. She's also a super auntie, just like me. She is also very energetic, just like me, and you will hear that in our interview. Uh, her main sidekick is Bruiser the dog, but she's also just an amazing, awesome, badass, courageous woman. So I'm excited to bring you my interview with Sarah. I hope you enjoy. So Sarah, welcome. Thanks for coming in to record the podcast today. Uh, we're talking about courage. So my first question to all my guests is, as we sip our peppermint coffee mm. for the winter day. Yes. Um, what does courage mean to you? Well, um, dictionary definition, obviously, <laughs> is be a pretty standard answer, I would say. I would say. Um, but doing something that scares the crap out of you? Um, yeah, that's, that's basically my definition for myself. Absolutely. And I love that definition, too, because it, it talks about that being courageous doesn't mean that it's not scary right. as heck. Being courageous means that it is scary as heck, and we do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So how has courage played a role in your life? Where do you think that the area that it's played the biggest role for you? Well, um, like we talked about, I have lots of areas of courage that have happened in my life, but I would say probably the biggest and most... Um, I don't know, accomplishment and thing for me has been um, starting my business when I was 34 years old. So tell us a little bit about <clears throat> your past and your, your professional history. Okay. So I worked um, in corporate America, you know, wore a suit to work every day and, you know. Traveled. And Sarah has like a mohawk and she's super funky. <laughs> so to think of her in a suit makes me giggle. <laughs> you know, I wear like pumps and you know did presentations at hospitals to doctors and administrators and so it was a very different life um I'd always loved taking pictures that was kind of like a thing my entire life but it was just like a hobby thing you know super fun um my ex-husband bought me a uh camera like a nice camera and I started shooting stuff Super long story short, I ended up shooting a wedding um, for somebody, and I was like, oh my God, I just got paid to do this. This is amazing. <laughs> so that sort of started my journey on, um, could I actually do this for a living? 
So to kind of back up a little bit to that, like this job was fantastic. I made great money. I loved traveling, like all of that. It was an amazing job. Um, however, I just always felt like I had this thing that I was supposed to be doing, that I was something bigger, bigger than this job, bigger than making other people money. I wasn't really making an impact. It was in healthcare, so we all know how the healthcare system is. <laughs> so I just, I was always kind of looking for that thing, you know, kind of in the back of my mind. It wasn't like an active search. It was more of like, I don't know, I'm just kind of like hope, like waiting for the universe to show it to me, sort of. And that's kind of what happened. You know, this, uh, you know, my, um, my ex-mother-in-law is actually the one that got me my first paying job. And I was like, why would you tell them that? I don't, I'm, no, this isn't what I'm, <laughs> I don't do this. People I can't don't, do that. People don't pay me to do this. This is just my thing that I do, you know? So, um, so yeah, that's how it, that's how the whole thing started. That started a whole, like, rolling <clears throat> events that sort of turned into what this is today. And uh, full-time photographer for the last 12 years, 14 years. Um, <clears throat> and so you found your thing in photography, thing but then you found your thing a little more. Correct. Well, tell us about yes. that. So um, I shot Just Weddings for... Uh, many years, which was super fun, and I loved it, and I really, um, you know, fine-tuned my craft and met amazing people, and it really also kind of, like, fed my craving to meet people and, like, I don't know. In my other job, it was like I, you know, met physicians and administrators, and I had my friends at work, but it was like I didn't – I wanted to be more – part of my community too and like have more than just like I'm driving to my house and then to my office and you know I just felt like there was something more the world was way bigger and there was way more people and it was so much more interesting life out there for me so all of this kind of culminated together with this art so I always thought that I was like this crazy left-brainer you know my dad was an accountant and I wanted to be like this business person right and then all of this started happening and like, what happened? Oh my gosh, I'm a right brainer. Like I'm a crazy artist. Like who knew? No wonder I'm so disorganized and I just can't keep my crap together. <laughs> well, and I love that evolution too, yeah. right? Because that takes courage too right. to say, I thought I was this and, and now I'm, I'm actually this. And that's yeah. okay. Like, yeah, it was, huh. and it was kind of frightening, you know, the whole like, um, it took me probably a year after quitting my job, which I'm kind of skipping over a little bit, but when I finally decided to go full-time with my business as a photographer, you know, I threw away, like, all my business clothes, and, you know, because I wore those because that was required of the job. I got rid of them all, and then I was like, I don't even know what my style is exactly. So it mm, was this fun who opportunity, am I now? yeah, to kind of discover who I was in this new artist brain that I decided to actually cultivate and allow to come out, you know? So that was a whole huge transformation in myself personally and my relationships with everyone. Well, I started meeting all kinds of cool people in town. Like it was a really big um, change. What was the external reaction that you got? I mean, of course you got all those voices on the inside going, sure. what are you doing? You're a left brain. Yeah. You're a business person. Yeah. Right. But what was the external messages you were getting the external was oh my gosh are you kidding me right now like you're 
okay, you're supposed to be climbing the corporate ladder here. Um, what are you thinking? You're giving up this amazing job that you're great at. Um, how can you be so irresponsible? <laughs> I heard that a lot. Mm. Uh, my ex-husband's friends were like, oh, so you just want your husband to take care of you now. I got a lot of that. <laughs> I was like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Um, my family was super supportive though. Like my parents and my, were, they were just, you know, they were afraid for me, but they were like, if anybody can do this, you can do it. You know? Um, and my, and they were always like, you know, you can also be and do anything you want. If you put your mind to it, you know, you can do it. So that I had a good support system, but a lot of people were like, what? You're doing what? And I think if I would have been 25 and doing it, people would have been like, oh, she's going to spread her wings and she's going to blah, blah, blah. When you're in your mid-30s, though, people are, you know, you're supposed to be in a certain place in your life. And it for me, and also a little bit like, I hope this goes okay. Yeah, like, let's when see I left what my job, here. When I left my job, the vice president, when I gave my notice, they said, oh, well, when that doesn't work out, you can have your job back. And I just sat there across the desk going, that's never going to happen. <laughs> well, and that's a bolster of courage, too. I mean, yeah. A, it's nice to know you've got a sort of a fallback if sure. you need it, but sure. that's more motivation but I to took say. That, I took it as, this is never going to work mm-hmm. for you. So then I was like, um, I was already confident in my abilities and what I was going to do. I'm going to prove it to you and everybody else. That I can do this because I can do this. And 14 years later, you're making a career of it. That's true. So you were doing weddings Uh and you were in the photography and it is working and you're making a living. But there was something else. Yes. So uh, I started having wedding clients ask for portraits for their families and things like that. So I added that. So then I went to uh, a conference in uh, Las Vegas and I met the very first boudoir photographer that it was just breaking into the scene of things that were up and coming and they were from California. And this was six years ago? This was 2008? So 10 years ago. Okay, so so this was almost 10 years ago. Four years in. Yeah. And just in case somebody doesn't know, what is boudoir photography? Okay, so boudoir um, is actually the French word for ladies' bedroom. Mm. So that kind of will give you a little bit of an idea. But basically, um, it is classy, sexy pictures of women. It's And it's not porn. It is just an expression of womanhood and being proud of your body and accepting yourself. And it's really an act of self-love, I believe. Um, it changes women's lives. Women are taught um maybe not so much now but in my generation that being sexy or sexual or of any nature is bad and wrong so you know i'm wanting to like empower women to Mm -hmm. embrace that part of themselves and that's really what this is all about all right so you met the boudoir photographer from california sorry i interrupted no that's totally okay and i was so intrigued and just blown away about like just the images were so gorgeous and I've always been like a lover of nudes like 
charcoal nudes. Like when I was in college, I wanted to pose nude for one of those art classes because I just thought those smudgy, charcoaly nudes were just gorgeous, right? Well, all of a sudden I was like, oh my gosh, this is my smudgy charcoal thing that I can do with my medium. And, and all of a sudden I felt this like little fire inside of me that was like, oh my gosh, you have to do this. Like, is this, is this the thing? Is that, so Trevor City can be a little bit conservative. So I came home from Las Vegas, you know, where anything goes, <laughs> fired up. And I told my husband at the time and he was like, oh, I'm not sure how that's going to go over. <laughs> and then of course I was like, well, then I'm absolutely doing it. <laughs> and so I just started offering it to only my brides. So only my wedding clients or past clients. And I did that for a long time. Well, up until two years ago, almost. Um, I only offered it to people that currently followed me, that already knew me. And I did, you know, I had a little bit out on the web, but I didn't really I didn't crazily market that part of my business. And anybody that's in the wedding photography business will tell you that it gets old after a while. You burn out from it. Um, and I'd been shooting weddings for a really long time. And I just started feeling that I, I was no longer on fire for my job. My job had become just that, a job. I was no longer feeling creative. Like I could... I could shoot a wedding in my sleep. I'd done it hundreds of weddings. And I just, I needed to feel creative again. And like, I hated my job. I, and I actually considered quitting photography and getting a job. That's mm. like getting a, you know, quote unquote mm. real job, mm. which is, you know, what some people called it when I quit in my corporate job. Oh, you're, you're getting rid of your real job. <laughs> So what was the boot in the butt that made you finally drop weddings? So I was uh, meeting with, I have a, 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 there's a group of photographers here in town that we meet in the winters and, you know, when it's our slower seasons and meet for coffee and just talk shop, you know, as it were. And um, I was just kind of, you know, we kind of vent to each other the things we're struggling with or if we need help, you know, dealing with a particularly difficult client or something like that. And they were like, you know, so how's the boudoir thing going? And I was like, awesome. You know, I love it. I'm just not shooting enough of it. I just really don't want to shoot weddings anymore. And I had been talking for about four years prior to that, how I was going to stop shooting weddings, how I was going to stop shooting weddings. And these two girls loved them. They're both amazing humans. They both looked at me and they were like, Sarah, what are you doing? <laughs> They're like, if you don't want to shoot weddings anymore, why are you shooting them? So you were unhappy shooting weddings for four years? Yes. And talking about quitting it for yes. four years. Yes. What stopped you from quitting it? I, 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 people were reaching out. I mean, I was that's like, where I'm, your money was coming yeah, from. Yeah. I mean, I was getting paid. So, you know, and I have a, kind of have a hard time saying no, you know, and I, uh, and well, especially a business to money. Yeah. Yeah. And so I just, I, I knew weddings. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. safety net. Mm -hmm. um, so I kept thinking, well, I'm just going to, you know, add boudoir. And until I have enough of that, then I'll quit weddings. But I was so freaking unhappy and I was working so much that the boudoir thing never happened. I mean, it happened, but it wasn't paying my bills solely. 
So, yeah, these two girls, women, were like, you're ridiculous. <laughs> like, that's how much I love them. But yeah. you're ridiculous. Stop shooting weddings. If you hate them, stop it. Just stop. Mm -hmm. And I sat there at the Avalon shop in a booth drinking coffee, much like I am right now. And I was like, <laughs> it was like they gave me permission to do it. And I left there going, yeah, why haven't I stopped shooting weddings? What is my problem? Like, but I was so caught up. Mm -hmm. So from that day forward, I stopped taking any more wedding clients. How did that feel? Super liber liberating and absolutely terrifying. Uh, all I could think of was, hey, I have to make a house payment and I need to pay my insurance and how okay so then started the process of okay so how do I actually make this work which was again super exciting and felt invigorating and I started feeling that fire again mm. that I had when I first started my business and I was like oh my gosh this is gonna work so, so I'm gonna pee my pants <laughs> I'm so excited I'm gonna pee my pants but I'm, do I'm doing this so, well, and it and it's that that payoff, yeah, from taking the step and embracing the fear and saying, "I'm going to do this. I'm going to be courageous right now," and that payoff where you're like, "Oh my God, I'm doing it!" Yes. and I and I joke about my own business saying that I vacillate on a daily basis between terror and elation because oh. you're just like, "Yes, oh my God, yes, yes! oh my God," you know? <laughs> and you're like, a "That's like every psychopath. day of my life." self-employed people are like that yeah. from time to time you're like yeah I am amazing this is the bomb and then you're like what am I doing yeah. how on earth did I get myself into this like what was I thinking and then you look at your bank account and you're like oh, there's money there oh my gosh I, it's working I'm winning at life like <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> yeah but of it though mm. like that's what makes it awesome right that's what but, makes it awesome. and one of the things I love about your story is is you've, you've made this now boudoir photography thing work in this relatively conservative Ish. area mm -hmm. in a, you know something that's still even though sexiness is is a little bit more accepted these days mm -hmm. it's still kind of a thing it's mm -hmm. still kind of taboo mm -hmm. but it was you you know it was your thing and you're mm -hmm. like I'm doing this mm-hmm mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I, yeah. and by the way, her pictures are gorgeous and she's the only person I've ever posed naked with in my <laughs> life. And it was super fun and super comfortable and it was awesome. I was photographing my tattoos, but that's a, a whole nother story. Yeah. We'll yeah. hear about that a, a later That's date. another podcast. Yes. That is another <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, I, 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 yeah, so my thing, my fire started again, and I found that I'm really good at making women feel comfortable and posing them and understanding how everybody's body works differently for posing and how to make them feel their worth. And so, is there yeah. courage in that every day? I mean, do you kind of ever have a moment where you're about to work with a client and you're like, God, I hope I can do this? Yeah. Almost every day. Like, almost every client. Um, I had, the last two days have been insane. <laughs> um, 
two shoots working, you know, morning until 11 o'clock at night. I mean, the shoots weren't that long, but everything else that goes into it was. And um, <clears throat> when I'm shooting that much, I'm always worried that I'm not giving everything to them. Like, I never want to feel like I'm just shooting the same poses with every pictures. single one. Yeah, right. And, you know, every every single person I've had in the last four days, the four or the last two days, the four ladies that I've had in the last two days, everybody was different. Age ranges were 23 to 57. And it's very different what everybody wants. So it's kind of mentally challenging for me as well to be on and also be creative and every woman needs something a little bit different during her session to really bring out that inner vixen Sparkle. you know yeah, yeah. that inner confident person that's in there everybody's got it it's just a, a, more people than not it, we, they need a little tickle to like in, ignite that okay tickles are <laughs> Anne's giving me a weird face right now. <laughs> it's a different level but, of photography. <laughs> but you got to like kind of push that button, you know, to kind of go, this is a space where there's no judgment here. Mm. Anything that happens in this space is totally fine. You know, um, you know, much like a gynecologist that sees naked people all the time. You know, I have people that have a little nip slip or something like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um... <laughs> I have those too. Yeah. Like, this is okay. This mm -hmm. is okay. Well, and it's such an interesting thing, and, and I, it, I just am realizing how much courage it would take for you, because you're not just taking pretty pictures. You're, you've got to make somebody feel comfortable, give them that little tickle, yeah. make them feel comfortable enough, and that human aspect is huge, and then you've got to be creative that's different for every single person. I mean... Yeah, I mean, they, and they have to trust. They have to trust me. I mean, they they are being the most vulnerable they probably have ever been. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, <laughs> um, you know, I, you're not just getting undressed. I mean, and to be you know to be clear, not everybody is naked, right? Um, but you know, going to the beach in your bathing suit and walking around is completely different than having somebody take pictures of you in your bathing suit. So then take yeah. that a step further, and you're in your you know, brawn panties, or you're in a pretty little nighty teddy thing, or <laughs> and you're posing or, in a sexy way, and you're posing in a sexy way, or we are doing classy nudes. I mean, that is a very uh, <laughs> huge step, mm -hmm. super vulnerable so not position only, to be in. Yeah. So not only do you have to be courageous, but you have to help them oh, be yeah, courageous. Yeah. That's totally part yeah. of the whole process and the whole the whole point mm. of boudoir photography. Mm -hmm. The, You're igniting the art, the art of the act is the end result. They get the experience. They get the, the, the courage that it took to get there. I mean, I can't even tell you how many women come to me. They're like, oh my gosh, I almost canceled the last minute. I had a zit on my back and I thought, oh my gosh, I can't do this. I'm going to have to go. Or, um... I couldn't find anything great to wear. I just didn't love all the things that I bought for, you know, to bring to the session. So I almost rescheduled and, or, um, I just got so nervous and didn't think I could do it that I almost bailed. And this is what we do when we're scared. Yes. And so, you know, I'm, it's, it's, I hear that so much and I've realized that I have to 
talk to them more before their session reassure them that this is the right decision you know and kind of open up that little door before they get there to be like this is what we're doing we're going to be awesome and courageous and brave and empowered and we're going to kill it together and, and you're essentially giving them permission Absolutely. just like those girls gave you permission to stop shooting women. absolutely so sometimes our courage comes from somebody else absolutely it just comes from that little push that you can do this. And the other thing is that women are really mean to other women in general. Judgy, Not body always. judgy, yeah. Super judgy. Oh, you're going to do that. Oh, you're wearing that. Oh, you put on a little weight. I mean, we're so mean to each other because we have these unrealistic expectations. And well, when we another... do the same things to ourselves. Absolutely. We're mean to ourselves, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And when another woman gives you permission to be authentically yourself, that's huge. Mm -hmm. And it's, we may not realize that that is what we're doing or how we're perceiving, like what I say to them as giving them permission or speaking to them in a kind manner about themselves or encouraging them to love themselves. It's a un unconscious I guess sort of realization that oh I this is okay because she's saying that it's okay you know going back to the girlfriends that helped me uh, uh, you know cross that line to take the big leap so yeah and and your family who was supportive when you left Absolutely. the job yeah. you know I mean it's the same thing sometimes it comes the the resistance comes from the outside but also sometimes the courage comes from the outside and I remember when we were shooting and you were so authentically believing in me as we were going. Like, oh my God, these look awesome. Oh my God, this is gorgeous. And you know, when you go to your hairdresser, I think there's a class in hairdresser school of flattery because every, <laughs> every time my hairdresser's like, oh my God, this looks fabulous. I always feel like, okay, A, you're complimenting yourself. And B, and B like, I don't believe that you really think that. I think you say that to everybody. But when you and I were... Shooting, I felt good. I felt like, yeah. And then I'd think, oh, maybe this role is showing. And then I'd be like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. I'm fabulous. Yeah. You know? And so so developing courage sometimes comes from listening mm -hmm. to what's coming mm -hmm. at us. Mm -hmm. How do you think you developed your courage? Because you've got a lot of it. How did I develop my courage? Gosh, I don't know. Where do you think it comes from? What makes those women that say, oh, my God, I almost canceled because blah, blah, blah. What makes them say, but I'm going to go anyway? How do they develop that? How do we, because that's ultimately what we're trying to do here is right. develop courage in, in all of us so we can take those steps. You know, I, I think that, you know, growing up, you know, I, I had those outside, you know, uh, supportive people that kind of just said you can do anything you want. And I don't know, you know, I've had a, a, a lot of life experience <laughs> so you know a lot of amazing things have happened in my life a lot of really horrible things have happened in my life and I feel like you know all of those experiences sort of shaped that for me um and everybody takes those experiences differently and I I know that you know I've been very fortunate to have a, an amazing support system and not having to kind of do this all by myself um but my dad was sick basically my entire life 
And he was an amazing role model as far as, you know, I mean, he had a family, a wife and six children, and he, you know, had a terribly rough go of his adult life. And, you know, he just kept going. He just kept going. And people kept telling him he couldn't do this or he couldn't do that. And he just never accepted it. And, I, you know, I've never actually thought about it like this, but I'm, I, I feel like that's where this is coming from because it's very, you know, the experiences are very parallel to my mm. life. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he never said it like that, but, like, watching him and then taking care of him at the end of his life and things like that, like, it was, you don't never give up. You fight your booty to the end and you know it's just you fall down you get up and you just keep going and if someone tells you no that doesn't necessarily mean no I mean I'm sure that he as a teenager would thought differently about that <laughs> about you and say no taught me, but, you know just challenge everything and make your own way and you know, it doesn't always come from your parents. It comes from job experience. You know, I mean, when every job I've ever had probably has taught me some form of courage to move past. You know, I have no problem talking in a microphone or getting up in front of people and speaking and things like that. I know there are people that are definitely afraid of that. I had to learn courage in my first job, standing in front of a room full of hospital administrators, trying to sell them on a product that my company offered that they didn't want. So that's a very difficult, you know, like, uh, you know, talking to physicians that are very educated and sometimes not super nice um, (laughs) and being able to, you know, stand your own. And, you know, so sometimes it's forced courage. Mm -hmm. Um, You have to really dig deep on your own to, you know, be successful in what you're doing. But um I think there's a lot of outside sources that yeah. come in. That, and you don't even realize that that's what they're doing. It's like, oh my God, I have to do this. So what happens? You right. dig deep and you figure it out. Well, and, and also having that understanding that the courage could come from outside. So what can I tune into? Yeah. If I'm always tuning into the people who say, oh, when that doesn't work out, you can always come back. I'm not going to listen to that. I'm going to listen to the people who are going, oh my God, this is going to be so scary for you. And I'm so yeah. excited to watch. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. not because I want to see you fail, but because no, I'm excited to see the, you succeed. Yeah, so we got to tune into those messages. The cheerleaders yeah. that are in, in, you know, like way up in the rafters that are screaming for you. You can barely yeah. hear them, but they're back there. Yeah. You know, so, and you got to ask and talk to people too. That Connecting. was the other thing. Like, I'm such a talker. and But I, I'm also that person that doesn't like to share failures. Um, my business has not been amazing this whole time, right? Um, Avi. <laughs> but I, um, you know, being like gracious enough to share that, hey, yeah, I barely paid my bills this month. Yeah, you know? yeah. That also opens up and allows people to see you as vulnerable and go, oh my God, she's just like me. Yeah, like, I can do that I too. I ate ramen noodles last month also, mm-hmm. you know? So... <laughs> You know, surrounding yourself with people that are in the same boat or push you to be better or, you know, all of those things, I think, 
kind of kick the courageous button mm-hmm. inside of you to mm-hmm. go, oh, it's time. Well, and sharing those failures also encourages people to give you that kick in the butt and sure. say, why, you know, and that's yeah. so, that's so, and I, that's happened. We've done that to each other, Absolutely. you know, and that's yeah. such a, such a good thing. And, uh-huh. uh, yeah. So what's your next big courage that you're going to need? What are you looking into three years, five years down the road where you're going to need to pull up your courageous pants? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, honestly, I've been really thinking about that recently and trying to come up with, you know, I've never sat down with a definitive, like, what is my five-year plan? Okay, first of all, I'm a live-by-the-seat-of-your-pants girl. So honestly, just even trying to consider or put out there that I'm going to make a plan for mm. the next five years is terrifying. <laughs> oh. Um, and I think it's because then I've set an expectation for myself, which I do a lot, but that's a huge, big thing, you know? So I'm in my mid forties. I, you know, I feel like I need to be kind of making these bigger steps and I'm, like on this, you know, uphill swing right now. I need to kind of ride that wave Mm -hmm. and really continue to push myself. And how do I do that? Do something else that's scary, which is like, look at the next five years. Um, So honestly, that is terrifying. Well, (laughs) (laughs) well, and I mean, and you're, you're in a huge growth phase having committed to Boudoir exclusively, what, two years ago? Um, just about, yeah. Okay. Almost two years. And you just finished a big marketing program, so, yep. and you're, and you're really, so you're in the middle of doing a lot of courageous yes. things, creating a Making, new website, doing blog posts, yeah. doing, you know, getting on a podcast yeah. and doing all these things. So, I mean, you're kind of in the middle of that. Yes. So there really isn't a reason to have that big plan, but it took that big plan and that commitment well, it took, to get it, you here. Right. It took the huge step of doing that mentoring program that we had mm-hmm. talked about previously and that which is kind of getting me on this uphill swing. And then I'm like, I made some huge goals for myself before I even started this. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm projected to hit that goal. And so that is super scary. Mm-hmm. So making a push goal beyond that and then, you know, kind of tying that into my sort of like five-year plan or goals is horrifically scary because I've always in the back of my head what if I can't do it like what if I don't hit that like what if what if I've set this giant massive thing that I never would have thought that I could do what if I what if I fail who yeah but so but who cares right right. because you freaking did it yeah and oh so you didn't quite hit that you know, dollar Huge mark. stretch goal. But hello, you made way more than you did last year. You've changed hundreds of women's lives. Like, who freaking cares? You got to have something to, like, run at. If you trip and fall along the way, you just get up and you keep getting in there until you get to that number. And I struggle with that. I make it, it sounds great rolling out of my mouth. <laughs> but it's, I, I struggle with it. But, um feels like for me just mm. thinking about this whole like goal thing so and yet and you're yet projected to meet that huge goal yeah. huh yeah. I know weird right huh yeah the whole uh. like when you started your business at 34 you were gonna pee your pants because you couldn't believe this was happening okay I'm at the peeing my pants because I can't believe this is happening and and it goes back to the what the prince quote 
Uh, it took me years to become an overnight success. Uh-huh. You know, I'm the same way. I'm not happy with where I am right now, but I finally feel like I'm really getting to the point where yeah. it's like, holy crap, this is working. Yeah. Finally, gosh. So, well, and you found you found you in photography. Yeah. But then you found you a little more in boudoir photography. Yes. So you know, so you're just refining and evolving yes. yourself yes. with daily courageous acts. Ooh, yes. I love it. So if you had to give one piece of advice to somebody about taking that step, doing that thing that they want to do, that they're terrified of, what would it be? Write it down. Tell your friends. And then make a plan. I didn't, my plan part wasn't great when I started. Um, But... I mean, I had an ish plan. So my my recommendation is to say it out loud and write it down. And surround people, surround yourself with people who are killing it. Surround yourself with people that are where you want to be, um, people that encourage you, dump the naysayers, the people that are going to bring you down. I mean, this all sounds like, you know, a quote that you read on Facebook, <laughs> but it's so, tr- it's so true. I, I had to get rid of those people that were questioning my every move. Like, oh, are you working today? You know, you have to find people that make you feel on fire and they may not understand what you're going through and what you're trying to do, but <clears throat> The ones that are going to be like, dude, you've got this. You've got this. If I can do this in my craziness, like you can literally do anything you want. Like it's, 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 it's insane. And it's you the gotta most work. powerful thing. Oh, you it's are gonna, scary. You're not going to sleep. Yeah. You're going to eat ramen noodles. You're going to feel like you're never good enough. Um, and you're never successful enough. Mm-hmm. And but the reason that you feel that way is because you've pushed yourself to this success that you never thought you could and now you're like, "Oh, well, I need to be better." So <clears throat> it's just always evolving and it it it's it's the when you're when you're self-employed, it's just one of those things that, you know, if you're if you're stagnant, you're dead. Mm. You know? And I think it even if outside <clears throat> of self-employed if you're stagnant, you're never going to have any more than you have right now. Oh, for And yeah. I love that quote because it's like, oh, 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 I could do so much more. Right. You're you know? like, oh, that like just poked me in the side. Right. Oh, right. dang. Like, but what if I didn't sit on the couch? And yeah. What if I had me doing me wrong? I sit on the couch. But, you know, what if, what if I got up an hour earlier and mm. did this? What if I worked until 11 o'clock at night for the last two days? Because now I'm going to have four days off. Mm. I mean... You know, I mean, I probably won't, but I'll probably work a little bit in there. But I don't know it has to be a little bit painful mm-hmm. to have the big, yay, exciting result. And it feels so good. <laughs> it feels so good um, to, to, do, to do it. It's, it's, it's a feeling like you can't even imagine. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I think that's a perfect place to end with a go, 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 which is what you're good at. So thank you so much for joining me. And uh, as always, uh, put in the comments information on Sarah and how you can get in touch with her. And uh, good luck, everybody. Go do something scary today. Yes, absolutely.